This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, where the ladies can find self-defense classes and basic pistol concealed weapons courses available in both English and Spanish classes. Easy to get to just off the turnpike. Go to TopGunIndoorRange.com. Midnight at the Oasis. Yeah, Brett Dodger, look at you. Look at you. True Finn fan. He says, I have zero problem letting Wilkins walk zero. By the way, we had a great time at Top Gun yesterday. Dak was the man, and my wife was the woman. <laughs> she, she beat me, bro. She was, you don't want to mess with my wife, bro. You don't want to mess with my no, wife. And, and fortunately for my target, you didn't have to count anything. I didn't hit it once. <laughs> my wife shot an arrow. She shot a freaking arrow, bro. Bam, 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 bam. You're like, like what, what, who the hell does that shit? Like, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was fun. That was fun. We gotta, we gotta do it again. We gotta get more of you out there, and uh, we gotta come up with a date, maybe in March, to do uh, another challenge there at Top Gun. We got all kinds of prizes and giveaways, uh, but I want to get. A bunch of you out there we got an instructor and everything that guides you through it's not like 80 people are standing in uh, behind and everybody's no no it's all organized you don't have you know you don't nobody's brandishing guns or anything like that it's actually all organized and you know one person at a time and all that kind of stuff Uh, very safe very safe Uh, but it was fun it was a lot of fun, and it's uh, really important. And by the way, for the ladies out there, they've got self-defense classes, and even in Spanish. So go check out Steve and all the great people there at Top Gun uh, Indoor Range. They know how to get it done, man. They're good people. And uh, last night they had the archery class in there, and there was about 15 people learning how to shoot with a bow and arrow. It was really cool, really cool stuff. If you like archery, that's another thing. Uh, my wife and my daughter really want to get into that. And uh, we're going to start going a little bit more to do some of that. Anyway, we thank the folks at Top Gun, as always, for their support. Uh, maybe Wilkins uh, makes Sealer better. If he's gone, you think he'll still be able to produce the same? Yes, I do. I think Sealer's a player. I don't think Sealer has uh, – I think you just put another defensive tackle next to him. That's a good player. That's all. Find another guy. That's it. You know? Uh, Big O, you looking thinner. Good job. Uh, don't like Devin Jordan's name too close too close to Dion. Why are you doing that to my man, Devin? Devin is like one of the most loyal listeners we have. Uh, he is one of the most loyal supporters we have on this platform. Dude. He shows up on game day. Yeah, he's awesome, bro. I love Devin. He's always here. He is nothing like Dion. He's money. Devin is here all. You can always count on. You can't count on Dion, but you can count on Devin. No, don't do that to my man Devin, bro. My man Devin is he's good, bro. He's good. Good dude. Um. Oh, I know no Marlins talk here. No, it's not no Marlins talk. It's just there's nothing to talk about. Uh, here, but just have a quick question on whether or not you would want them to bring Solaire back. It's looking like he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He wants to out. He wants out. I'm convinced he wants out. 
he doesn't want to be here. He knows they're not spending. That's why he had a great year to set himself up and go out and get some money from somewhere else. You know, do they need Soler? Of course they do. They don't have enough power in that lineup. But they don't spend. And it's, guys, it's not that I don't want to talk Marlins. It's just there's nothing to talk about with the Marlins. They accomplish nothing. They're not trying to win. Every move they make, it's one to save money, to cut costs, to cut corners. They're not doing, why am I going to waste my time and your time? Because we do the interviews and they get no views. Football, basketball, you guys will watch it. You guys will listen. You'll download it on the audio side. I do baseball, and you guys don't give a shit about baseball at all. So it's not just me. It's you. You determine what goes on. If there's no response to something, Sean and I have to then cut it off and say, hey, man, you know, there's not getting response. We got to cut it off. Hey, by the way, Inter didn't get much until Messi. Once we got messy, then I could bring on Michelle a bunch. But if not, then I could only bring on Michelle every once in a while or Panizo, you know, or whoever. Didn't matter. But you, you, it's really, it's all determined by the public, and nobody gives a shit about Marlins baseball. You said it again, baseball. We lost 10. Right. I mean, <laughs> while you're talking baseball, we right. lost people. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I love baseball, okay? Do I enjoy the sport the way I used to when I was young? No, no, not at all. I got to admit. But I root for anything here, man. Nova, FAU, doesn't matter. I support it. I watch it all. We talk about it. But they're, they're, they're trying. They're actually trying to win at Nova. They're actually trying to win with the Florida Panthers. They're actually trying to win with the Miami Heat. They're actually trying to win with the Miami Dolphins. Okay? The Marlins are just, they don't try. So it's, they need to make an effort so the rest of us can make an effort. And they don't get that part. They want everything handed to them. And that just doesn't happen here. You have to do what the Panthers have done now. Since Viola and Sifu got to town... Mouth shut. They don't complain. They don't point fingers. They don't say, oh, people don't come see us. You people suck, and we don't get support, and why don't we do No, 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 no. They kept their mouth shut. They kept purchasing players. They kept re-signing their guys, and they kept having success and building on that success and building on that success. And I believe this is year seven straight in the playoffs or six straight. It's one of the two. I'm not sure. Okay? And they just made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're trying, dude. They're literally trying. And guess what? Now they have a packed house. Something that the Marlins will never get because they don't try a a, a tenth of what the Panthers are doing. Viola and Sifu attacked it the same way Mickey Arison and Pat Riley attacked this. They didn't ask for they they didn't say, hey, you people, it's your fault or whatever. 
Mickey Harrison and Pat Riley, they built the team. Pat Riley's the guy that got here and said, I have a dream of having a, a championship parade down Biscayne Boulevard. And he went on to build the team that would then celebrate on Biscayne Boulevard three times now. We just... Oh, okay, so this will be five years in a row, Panther, uh, playoffs? Okay, five years. There you go. Right. Yes. So this will be the six. Okay, so it'll be six in a row now? Or five in a row. And then six of the last eight years or something? So Okay, so, so it'll be six out of nine years. Yeah, okay. So that's playoffs six out of nine years and five straight. This Can the Marlins do that? And that's what the Heat have done. They go to the playoffs every year, pretty much. <laughs> Under Riley, what if they missed the playoffs? Twice, maybe three times? I don't know. A couple times only they've missed the playoffs. You got to do your part, man. And the Marlins don't do their part. It's not – nobody hates the Marlins, dude. That's Marlins coming up with that bullshit on their own and always oh, woe is me and pointing fingers. That's all, that's all we've ever gotten in ownership. This ownership group, um, what's it called, Loria, uh, John Henry, all these losers, all they ever did was point the fingers when they, all they had to do was look in the mirror and they never made enough commitment. And that's just, South Florida is all about, dude, we're going to hockey games. We weren't a basketball town, and now we're a basketball town. We're not a hockey town, and we're becoming a hockey town because that stadium's proud, that, that arena's packed almost every night. I mean, that's not done by accident, dude. It's just not done by accident. Yes, sir. Pat Riley's been with the Heat for 28 seasons. And I say 25 playoff trips. Well, they've missed six times, 22. Really? Yeah. Six? Yeah, that's why I was like, look that too. It's like, huh? Wow. Six? That many times? Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. Well, let me see if I can see if they actually put a the date the, the still, imp the still <laughs> impressive. No, one hundred percent. I mean but twenty two out of twenty eight seasons? Wow. Okay. I thought it was even better than that. Maybe it's because yeah, he's so, a loser, that's it. You know what it is? I'm out on the heat. We're so spoiled that we it looks that way. Yeah, you go so much that it looks that way. I thought it was three times that they missed. It was double of that. No, I think they made it right away. They even made an Eastern Conference Finals right away, if I remember correctly. Um, Ocala Joe is in. Big O, you should consider moving up here. We can use some uh, rational thinking up here. The world can use some rational thinking. We have too many irrational people on the left and the right. That's the problem. We have way too many irrational people. Now you got irrational idiots making more out of Kelsey and, uh, and, uh, and what's it called? Swifty. It's so ridiculous. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah, we need a lot of uh, common sense in this world. There isn't a lot of it, unfortunately. Uh, James Gleason says, I was a baseball player into college and cannot watch an inning now. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not the same game anymore. Even AEW does more than the Marlins to succeed. Oh, God. That's an insult to AEW, bro. Okay? You've just insulted AEW there, Frankie. Okay? I mean, any business that just tries a little bit is better than the Marlins. And, the, and AEW is... They've done a lot, dude. They they worked their asses off to build that name. Yes, sir. What year did Riley Gear? Ninety five. Ninety four. Somewhere there. Well, they missed the playoffs in ninety five. Well, oh no, he he they, he made the playoffs the first year at forty two and forty. Okay, so then he came ninety six. That was 90, uh, it, oh well ninety four was forty two and forty, and ninety six is forty two and forty. Ninety five, they missed the playoffs. Is that, that right? Then no, that's that's the Kevin Lockery year. Okay, so the, the ninety six would no, be. I can tell you for sure he made the playoffs the first year, and the record was forty two and forty. That right. I I am then, a thousand. Percent I believe sure. that might be ninety ninety six then. Okay, yeah. So he missed two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand eight, two thousand fifteen, two thousand seventeen. 2019. Wow. 2008 was the Michael Beasley year that we tanked for Beasley to get the number one, number two pick, unfortunately. Right? I think so, right? That was the, that was yeah, the tank year. Yeah, 15 and 67. That's been their worst. Uh... Yeah, that was the tank year. That was the year that everybody got injured when maybe they weren't really injured. Hey, I got a hangnail. Oh, dude, you're out for the year. What's wrong with you? You can't play with a hangnail. Paper cut. Oh, my God. You're going to miss two months. FAU basketball has been selling out their arena ever since last year. Can't say the same about the Marlins. That's right. That's another one. And Yeah, people are actually – yeah, and we're watching on TV too, by the way, because I watched FAU all the time. You know, you just gave me – Ray, I got to go out there for a game. I got to go out there and experience a game. You know that? That should be that, that. We should do that, man. We should do that. So, anyway, uh, John Avery is up there as the worst Finns pick as well to trade down with Green Bay and pass up Randy Moss. Well, um, it was really more about Vonnie Holiday that year than anything else because he wasn't going to take Randy Moss. So the Randy Moss, he, he took Larry Shannon and then told us that Larry Shannon was going to be as good as Moss. Jimmy Johnson. We were all looking at each other like, did, did he just say that? Did, did he just say that guy Larry Shannon is going to be as good as Randy Moss? And Vonnie Holiday was the pick that he was going to take. He, he, he admitted that. That was the player that he would have taken if he would have stayed at that spot and not traded down. He would have never taken Randy Moss. But Vonnie Holiday turned out to be a heck of a player. So really, if we're going to look at it realistically, okay? okay? Not, a, not based as a fan. He was never going to draft Moss. He wanted Vonnie Holiday. So that's where he made his mistake, actually. Because if he drafts Vonnie Holiday, you can't complain. You got yourself a hell of a defensive end. He plays for your team for 10 to 12 years. We got Vonnie Holiday after he had a great career in Green Bay. You guys remember? So I, that was the guy that they wanted. And that's the player we should have gotten instead of John Avery. You know? Oh, and by the way, it's, you know, 
it's kind of like the Fletcher Drew Brees thing, you know? It's kind of the way it goes. Or, um, um, damn, what's his name? Uh, Roquan, Raekwon, the, the wide receiver from Florida State that went to Baltimore and had a Hall of Fame career. Um, come on, man. Come on. Somebody give me the damn Baltimore receiver that was there for a long time. They picked Eddie Moore instead of him. And I remember I was clamoring for the wide receiver that year. That was, that was my pick for the Dolphins that year in the second round, and they went with Eddie Moore. God, what's his name? Roquan, Raekwon, uh, um, Bolden. Bolden, thank you. Anquan, not Roquan. Anquan Bolden, thank you. Thank you, Chad. That's the guy I wanted, and they took Eddie freaking Moore. Yeah. We have a long history of all of that, man. Long, long history. Yeah, circle, circle of shame. That would work. That would work. NorCal says, Big O, I'll be out there 222-24 till 226-24 for the DCC. Yes, let's do that. All right, let's get let's definitely get out to let's get let's go to a game and let's go have some fun. I got I got it. All right, let's do it. I got no problem with that, NorCal. That's a that's a good one. You and I will drive up there. You'll get me high, because I'm sure you'll be smoking a fatty. So with that, you know, secondhand smoke, uh, we'll we'll get there to uh to Boca and uh, hey. We'll be there to groove and watch a little watch a little basketball. So let's do it. Let's do it. I haven't felt like I've been in the Hollywood Sportatorium in a long time. It's up to you, Nork, how to make me feel like that again. Jamar Fletcher was good. <laughs> uh, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Baldwin Arena. FAU's Arena. Is it the... Oh, FAU's Arena is... Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena? No. No. No, FAU Arena is... The FedEx Forum? No, it's got to be the Eleanor. It's got to be. Is it Eleanor? No. I think it is. How come I think it's something else? They have a game February 22nd at 7 p.m. against SMU. It's a car dealership. And it's a it's a pretty famous one, I want to say. I'm pretty mm. sure that their their court, or no, maybe I'm thinking of Nova's court. Yeah, it's it's the Eleanor R. It used to be the RoofClaim.com arena, and and called the Borough. They have a game the 22nd. Other than that, they're on the road. So. No, you're right. It's that. It's Rick Case for Nova. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, what it is. Okay. I knew it was a car dealership, but it wasn't FAU. Mm -hmm. It's Nova. Nova has Rick Case. Yep. I knew it was a famous car dealership, so that mm -hmm. one's different. They're taking on SMU with the 22nd at 7 p.m. That would be the only home game during that time. Okay. Orlando, count me in on that. You know I live up there. Okay, good. All right. So then we may have to get the tickets ahead of time here. We've got to decide. Uh, if By the way, he said... Can you look up the schedule? He says he's here 222 through 26. Is the only game? They're home against who? SMU. Will Red Lashley they be They play there? SMU uh, that day, then the 25th, they're in Memphis. 
So NorCal, we can only go on the 22nd. Are you here early on the 22nd so we can go in the evening? That's the yeah. thing. It'd be a 7 p.m. tip-off. Yeah. So you got to be here early. Flying to Boca International. Yep. Ocala Joe says, Big O, in my humble opinion, as a former drummer, my all-time best rock drummer is John Bonham. Your thoughts? Dude, I have no... I have... Look, it's subjective. You know what I mean? Am I gonna am I gonna tell somebody that says Neil Peart's the greatest drummer? You're full of shit. No, am I gonna tell somebody? Hey, Ginger Baker is the greatest drummer I've ever seen. No. John Bonham. No. I'm not. Uh, it, it's we're splitting hairs at that point. You know what I'm saying? Now, I could. You know, I, I could uh, freak you out and, and and get into an argument with you and tell you that Basio is as good as any drummer that has ever existed in the world. Okay? And some of you will freak out, and then we can get into that discussion. I can show you videos and all that kind of stuff, and Frank Zappa, all that. You know, we're talking about a guy that is, you know, Basio to me is one of the greatest drummers of all time. You know what I mean? I'm a huge Mike Portnoy guy. I freaking love Mike. In fact, if Led Zeppelin got back together, if you're not going to use Jason so he can play his dad's role, which he can do it, I would get Mike Portnoy. If, uh, if Rush wants to get back together and, and you got to replace Neil Peart, I'd get Mike Portnoy. He, he is one of my favorite drummers on the planet. I think he is freaking phenomenal, dude. But it's, it's such a subjective topic. And it gets to a point where it's insulting if you say, no, 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 there's no way Pert is better than Baker. Oh, there's no way Baker is better than Pert or whatever. It's just ridiculous at that point because we're talking about the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? So anybody that wants to tell me that John Bonham is the best drummer they've ever seen, I'm going to say, I'm good with that. That's cool. I got no problem with that. You know, none whatsoever. But you know, that's kind of the way it is. And and Bonham is, he's the man. He's the man. No doubt about that. Yes. What do you got? What happened now? Oh, oh, it's a, it's a it's a wrestling thing. It's a wrestling thing, Big O. You wouldn't know. It's just something else that just came out on the Vince McMahon. Scandal. Mm-hmm. Remember, John Laurinaitis was uh, in the allegations as being one of the people. His lawyer came today and said um, that McMahon was the predator and that Laurinaitis, like Grant, was a victim. Read the allegations. Read the federal statute. Power, control, employment, supervisory capacity, dic- uh, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions if not met. Count how many times in the complaint Vince exerts control over both of them. So now, basically, I guess the person that uh, was going to be on the side of Vince McMahon now is they basically turned and they're throwing him that, under the bus. Well, I mean, ultimately, it, it's saying he was part. It, he was the one manipulating me, the entire me listening situation. To this, he's saying yes, the allegations are true, but I was a victim just like her. Right, right. I was you being manipulated so, like her. Yeah. So now somebody there's 
physically, you know, because a lot of times everybody was like, well, let's see what some of the allegations and how much were true. This is literally dropping the bombshell that all of this is literally true. And he's trying to distance himself by saying, I was a victim too. I was afraid to lose my job. Yeah, I mean, you sit down with your lawyer and then you say, what do we do? Well, we can use this. And that's when you use it. By the way, I lost yesterday in the live app. You know, the Heat, the Heat won last night, and finally they won 115-106. to 106. So it's, there, it's I, I want to say it's early fourth quarter or maybe late third quarter, but Heat went up by six, and the line was Kings plus six and a half. So I was like, you know, let me take Kings plus six and a half because I don't think the Heat are going to maintain. And they did. They, to their credit, they passed the ball around. They moved it around. They had 38 assists. The, the, the one thing I will tell you about the Heat game last night that stood out to me, and, you know, some people are like, well, you know, they, uh, they had to kind of take a look in the mirror and they got to start turning things around. And, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe this is, you know, the moment and we'll see and all that. And I am a little bit more cynical about it. Um, to me, what happened last night, you won by nine, and Josh Richardson played like he would never play again in the rest of his career. <laughs> My man could not miss, went six of ten from three-point range. He just, anything he was shooting up was going in. So he ends up with 24 points, and to me, that's kind of the outlier out of the whole matchup. You know what I mean? And it's the reason why they took off and they took that big lead and everything early on because he was just unstoppable, you know, and he was hitting his shots. He, he just came in hot, and that happens in basketball. That happens in pickup basketball with your buddies and the rec center, whatever it is. One dude comes in hot that day, and he's just hitting jumpers left and right, and you can't do anything about it. You know, it's probably happened to you. I know it's happened to me where I've had games where you just go off, and it's one of those days where you're just feeling it. It's not that you're a good player. It's just that that day, everything is falling your way. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's not that Josh isn't a good player or anything like that. I'm just saying, that's just not what he normally does. So, it's kind of the outlier out of the whole thing. I. I got to see what happens from here on out, but I do give them credit, man. They won. Butler had 31, 7, and 6 assists. Bam had 16 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. So uh, the boys uh, got to two games over 500 at 25 and 23. They had 38 assists and 8 turnovers, so that was a very good ratio for the team last night. Good win. Good win. Yes, sir. Jimmy Butler cares. He cares. He cared yesterday. Cares. Because you think about it, he misses 20 games with injuries and probably doesn't try in another 25. So out of your 82, there's about 45 games that Butler is missing. And you've got to overcome all of that. And, you know, last night he, he came to play last night. Last night he came to play. Definitely came to play. You know, we love food on the show. Of course. We don't talk about it as much as others, but we love food on the show. Yes. <laughs> yes. The we're, Panthers we're, now have a pub sub. We're not about talk. We're about action yeah. here on this show, bro. You know what I mean? We act. We don't talk shit. Others talk a lot of shit. We act. Florida Panthers have a public sub now. 
At the arena? They have no. a pub sub? You can go to Publix and order the Panther sub. Oh, what's the What the hell is a Panther it sub? It is a hot honey chicken tenders, okay. bacon, crispy fried dill pickles, your choice of cheese. Select Publix locations. Sounds to me like you're all over that. Because the dill pickles I, You know what's funny? The, I love the pickles your, and everything. I've never been a fan of the Publix chicken tender sub. Yeah, I don't. I I've think not it's, been a fan. Of, everybody loves it. I think it's overrated. Thing. I think it's overrated. I, I'm, but I'm not a chicken guy either. Believe it or not, I'm a I chicken mean, guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not. a big chicken guy. I go and I get the ultimate, baby. Ultimate and load me up. And you know what the secret is for the pub subs? What's that? The garlic dill pickles. Okay. With the submarine dressing, just have them pick them up and put it right on there. Oh, so good. That is awesome. That's enough food for the day. Now we got to eat. We don't have enough eating food for the day. Oh, quick question. Is Miami leading the league in the amount of interviews done for a defensive coordinator? I have no idea, dude. I don't know what's the, the top or, you know. But I, but I give them credit for going through a thorough process. Outside of the Shula thing, that's just a favor. But I think that's the right – I think they've handled this the right way as it is. And I looked at it, I think, the wrong way early on, thinking, oh, stay, stay in-house, keep continuity, which is important. But if you can get somebody proven on the outside that can also get continuity, that's where I missed. And I actually think the Brandon Staley one is now starting to make – like, it, it, it's making so much sense that it would not make sense – it wouldn't make sense to hire anyone else but Brandon Staley. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it almost. So unless he has something else brewing, I would make sure I'd lock him down if I'm the Dolphins. Oh, and the other thing is he was such a miserable failure as a head coach. There is no threat of Brandon Staley getting another head coaching job for years to come. It's going to take at least a 10-year cycle for people to forget about Brandon Staley, the head coach. You're going to have to have some owners die and shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of what's going to have to happen. Uh, let's see. Feels like we won't get an experience, DC, because they are interviewing everyone, so the good ones will be gone. Feels like some dolphin thing to do. Nah, I don't think so. There's not that much left already at this point. Um, let's see. Sean already ordered the sub on the app, and it's getting delivered to Hialeah Casino. You busted him, huh? How'd you know? In 24 minutes. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Staley as a head coach, but as the DC, he's probably the best candidate. Although, if I was him, I'd hope to be back with the Rams if they want me. Why not? It's where he made his name. Yes, but I, I think you want to go somewhere else. You know why? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a great, a great answer to your question. Okay. So how's it worked out for McDaniel? Not very well, right? Leaves the nest, goes back to the nest, and fails anyway, right? How's it worked out for Patricia? Left the nest, came back to the nest, now went somewhere else, and they fired his ass. They fired his ass twice. So you've got to it, it you've got to kind of uh, prove to people that you can do this everywhere because you're a good coach. 
So the best thing that Brandon Staley does is not go back to the Rams, go somewhere else. So people say, no, he was an ass-kicking defensive coordinator in, in Los Angeles and in Miami. That's really important. It's kind of like, you know, uh, sometimes I get fans, oh, why are they hiring this guy? This guy's been fired like five times. That's the problem. You're not understanding. This assistant coach, this linebacker's coach, this running back's coach, this offensive coordinator, he keeps getting jobs. Do you know why? It's not because they're hiring him for fun. It's because he's actually a good coach, and the people that are hiring him know that he wasn't the reason why it was a failure wherever he was at. He was just part of the group of people they fired because the team failed. But he specifically is a good coach. And then that's why somebody will then scoop him up and bring him to another team and another team. And that's how you actually grow as a coach. Again, another part of this answer where we weave into other parts of all of this. We ended up with Flo and we ended up with Joe Philbin. Two guys that were stuck in New England and in Green Bay their entire careers. They didn't bounce around the league. They didn't get to know other coaches. They didn't get to learn other systems. So they didn't get to you know, grow their, their Rolodex. So when they got a chance to be a head coach, they had limitations. They couldn't build a staff because they hadn't been around. The best thing that Brandon Staley does is come to Miami and be successful. You don't want to just, oh, no, let me go back to my safe place where they coddle me, where they protect me, where I look good. But you're really not that good because when they, when they get you out of your nest, out of your, your comfort zone, you can't fly. So the best thing for Brandon Staley is to, whether it's Miami or somewhere else, be a defensive coordinator and be a successful one at another place. That's the positive. So that's how I would explain it to you, that I, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. Yes, sir. Not to say because you used uh, the Belichick guys as uh, <laughs> the example there, but what's funny is some people are saying that's what cost him the Atlanta job because they were worried that he would bring them guys, those guys in again and they haven't done anything anywhere so it's like he's got the worst tree <laughs> it's a rotten tree dude what's that vine that chokes everything out like, oh, oh yeah yeah that's yeah, who yeah. patricia mcdaniels is they're the Basically. vine and they're just choking i mean you look at andy reed's tree and then you look at this guy's tree and it's like holy shit you know you look at pat riley's tree and you look at this guy's tree and like oh god you know what's going on like some coaches actually produce some coaches that can actually help other teams and no not here uh, ugh, Belichick can't help anybody uh, Raekwon Davis will be uh, out in the street he'll be out in the streets for a living that's what he's going to be Raekwon Davis is not coming back unless he takes a nice sizable pay cut where he's playing at a veteran minimum but he's a free agent. You let his ass just go, bro. Now, if he doesn't, now if he's not asking for much money, then you can bring him back to be a rotational player in the defensive line. But he's not a starter. He's not good enough to be a starter. He was not a good. In the end, he was not a good draft pick. He wasn't a terrible draft pick, but he wasn't a good draft pick. When you have no interest in re-signing a guy, 
or you shouldn't have interest? Because I don't know if they want to re-sign him or not, but there's no reason really to re-sign him. You can tell that it's you can't call it a successful pick. Oh, just spitballing here, but since there's no head coach jobs anymore, can the Dolphins call Mike V for the defensive coordinator job? I know it's a no, but might as well, right? Um, that's not going to happen, bro. He's going to be a head coach, and he'll wait for next year's cycle, and he'll take this year off. He's not going to be a head coach. And he wants to be a head coach, so why would he come here and then leave a year later to go be a head coach? That's not going to happen. So you can, you can get that out of your mind. Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick will not be coordinators for anybody. Now, um, Ron Rivera could be because I think Ron Rivera knows he's not getting another head coaching job. So he's willing to be a defensive coordinator. Oh, hear me out. I know you said you don't care about Inter-Miami and these preseason games, but besides Messi's durability, like Tua, just kidding, the defense has gotten worse. I regret letting Miller go. Well, I regretted letting Miller go from the get-go. I don't know why Kamal Miller was let go. Again, I got to wait for the regular season. I'm not measuring any defense now. It's the preseason. And as I've mentioned before, Frankie, Alba, Busquets, Messi, all these guys, what do they give a shit about the preseason? They just don't, dude. MLS preseason. Do you think that gets Busquets blood running or something? No, man. I, I, I can't measure it all. And I know that they've been getting killed and all that stuff, but I, I'm just not looking at it that way. I just... No, no. But the Kamal Miller thing, who I hated that one. Hated that move. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they figured out a way to bring somebody else in that can replace them and do the job. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. It's going to take even longer for Staley to get a head coaching job because uh, there's that stigma where he ruined a generational QB in Herbert. I don't know if he ruined Herbert, but he certainly didn't make him better. That's for sure. Oh, what are your thoughts on Vrabel? I already said that. I already explained that's not going to happen. Uh, Big O, let me ask you, why is Ron's name not being thrown out there by anyone? Feel like he would be a great hire for as DC. I don't know. I don't know, but I agree Ron Rivera as a DC would be good. I agree. Now, there was this story coming out of Washington that he wasn't really comfortable calling the entire defensive plays. He had a young guy that was helping him in the process because he wasn't really totally into calling the defensive plays. So now you tell people, I want to be a defensive coordinator, but yet your team needed your expertise and you weren't willing to go all the way last year. And maybe it's because you wanted to hold back because you had head coaching responsibilities, right? But is that the way they're going to look at it? Because Andy Reid doesn't let up on his offensive uh, responsibilities because he's the head coach, right? And we hold it against McDaniel that he doesn't balance the team right and his offense all at the same time. So if we can be critical or questionable for others in the same position, we can do that there also. So if Ron Rivera wasn't willing 
in a year and a moment where they desperately needed him and his mind because you had just traded your front office traded away your pass rushers. More than anything, you needed a coach to really coach things up and try to, you know, work some smoke and mirrors here. And Ron didn't do that. Why? Why didn't Ron Rivera do that? It doesn't make any sense. He's the, he's the defense. You let a 29-year-old do it? And I think that that might be hurting Ron in, in NFL circles. Okay. Uh, don't forget, if your business wants to be a part of our business and you want to join our platform, 786-754-4664. That's 786-754-4664. Evidently, rumors are Vrabel is hard to work with. When McDaniel gets fired, Ross will bring in Vrabel. Uh, I would bring in Vrabel in a heartbeat if you get rid of McDaniel. I would love Mike Vrabel here. And I don't believe he's tough to get along with. I think Amy, what, what's her name? Amy Skunk Stratter and whatever, uh, Amy Skunk Adams. Uh, I think, I think she's the problem. Okay? That's really what I think it is. <laughs> you don't fire Mike Vrabel, dude. Yeah, a a Amy Adams Strunk. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I just wanted to change a little bit with Amy Stunk Adams or Amy Adams Stunk. Um, you don't fire Vrabel. I would lose my mind if Stephen Ross and Chris Greer fired Vrabel. I would want all of them. I would want all of them fired and and the and the owner to sell the team. You don't fire Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is one of the 10 best coaches in the NFL. You saw him come here with a rookie and beat you. Okay? With a rookie. So I, I, I'm not sure what, the, what, what that moron Amy Adams Stunk uh, thinks with the, uh, with the Titans. But uh, Mrs. Stunk is, is a fool. Okay, you set your team back by firing Mike Vrabel. You had a, a hell of a coach. You had a culture, a toughness. There, there was. I admired. I don't know about you guys, but I admired the shit out of Mike Vrabel and his coaching and his team. And all I ever said was, man, if that guy can get a QB, he can make some real noise. And he has yet to have the real QB. Uh, to me, firing Mike Vrabel makes absolutely zero sense. Uh, good afternoon, Big O. Speaking of Mike V, if he takes off and McDaniel falls again, just don't have confidence he's going to change. Call Mike V at that time. Oh, man. Uh, let's see, Mr. Spock, regardless of who is the next DC, all the players who were talking on social media better ball out in 2024. Talk on the field with your game is usually the only way to prove you were right. Mr. Spock, I, I, you may want to go rewind and listen to the show yesterday. 
You're Javon Holland, you're going to question? I'll question Fangio instead. You're going to question Jalen Ramsey? I'll question Fangio instead. You may want to listen to that segment. I don't know. Did you make it a segment? In the, in the audio, probably, right? Yeah, in the audio, it's a, it's a segment. You may, you may want to check that one out. Uh, I think you're looking at it the wrong way on that one, to be quite honest. Okay? So I think you're uh, looking at it the wrong way. Uh, let's see. Big O, have you seen how good Jackson Powers, a center from Oregon, is doing the senior bowl? I have not. I have not watched any. I'll watch all the practices this, uh, this uh, weekend. I'm recording them. So I'll wait to watch them all because that way I can kind of like watch them all in a row, speed through all the bull, bull crap that they have because there's a lot of stuff that they, you don't need to watch. So I get to watch them a lot faster once they're all recorded, and it allows me to do that. Uh, Big O, hear me out. He took Tannehill to an AFC championship game. That alone showed me he was a legit coach. Hell yeah, dude. Mike Vrabel's a stud. Mike Vrabel was making the playoffs and winning playoff games with Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill as QB. I know, right? Mike Vrabel is one of the rare elite coaches in the league. Yep. Ask uh, Amy Adams Stunk. That's, she's the problem. Great coach, but it's rare to have established coach not get hired. Maybe he's waiting his turn. Now, next year. Next year, there'll be a bunch of people that will get fired, five, six, seven, eight teams, because that's always what it is. Five, six, seven, eight teams will, will fire their coaches, and they'll need new ones, and Vrabel will, will have uh, a job at that time. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. And maybe he's hired during the regular season by somebody that fires their, their real coach and, and lets him join midway through the season. You never know. Uh, let's see, what else do we have that I wanted to talk about? Oh, uh, by the way, let me also give you a little music and entertainment. Right, let's get into that since we always do that here on the program. Uh, let's go first with uh, birthdays on uh, February 1st, right? Let's do it. All right, uh, Harry Styles. Starting off with a bang, he is 30 years old. Lisa Marie Presley, we just lost her a few months back. She was born in 68 on this date. Um, Jessica Bio, pop singer, I don't even know who she is. Young pop singer-songwriter who released singles by the name of My Angel and Go With The Flow, I Wish You Would Stay. Do you remember mine? Oh, okay. I have no idea. But anyway, Jessica Bio. Singer, 22. Ronda Rousey is 37 years old today. Uh, let's see. Heather Morris, TV actress, is 37. Don't even know who she is. Brandon Lee, we lost him way too young. Bruce Lee's son. He died right after The Crow was filmed, right? Or during the filming of The Crow. Right, the filming of the crow, right, and then they had to kind of finish it off, right, uh, however they could or whatever, right. He was born in '65 on this day. We lost him in '93. God, that was in '93 when that shit happened. It's a long time ago, man. Time flies. Rick James, bitch, is uh, born on this date in 1948. We lost the 
amazing musical mind in 2004. I know he was effed up. I know he wasn't right in the brain. Okay, I know he did some really disturbing stuff and some disturbing stuff to women and all that. You know, it's, it, you know what it reminds me of? I hate to do this, but I got to do it. Um, like, in, it, like they take General E. Lee's statue down, right? You got some idiots complaining about it. What is it, the Dems that did that stupid stuff? And it's like, okay, we got to take it down because... He had slaves, or he did this bad or that bad. And it's like, uh, morons, everyone was bad in those days. That's just the way it went. They did some great things for your country, and in the process, they were shitty people. Guess what? Everybody was shitty 100 years ago and 70 years ago and 200 years ago and 500 years ago and 800 years ago. They were worse and worse as we go out in time. We've gotten better. Well, some of us have gotten better and better and better. It's kind of, it's just kind of the learning. Don't take, don't take down the, the, the statue. Don't, don't change the history books. The Democrats taking down statues, the Republicans changing the history books. You're all a bunch of morons. Teach the history. There were people that did good things, but they also did bad things. It's just the way it goes. And that's the way it was in those days. People thought differently. You learn. We evolve as human beings. That's kind of the process. That's how you teach history to kids. That's how they learn. And that's how we all learn not to make the same mistakes from history. But you got your two sides going through all that bullshit. Same thing. It's just, it's, it's hilarious how sometimes there's a lot of stuff that, you know, Rick James was a bad dude. Yeah, he did a lot of bad shit. He abused women. He was bad. But he was a great musician. It's the way it is, dude. That's why we're human beings, because we're not perfect. But you teach the history of what happened. Doesn't matter what it is. General Lee, Rick James, bitch. Or whatever. Doesn't matter. I know Michael Jackson may have had some really shady past with the whole thing with kids and all that. Am I going to stop listening to Off the Wall? Sorry, I'm not. That's history, man. You can't change it. You can't, you can't change Rick James, bitch. I love his music. The guy was a freaking genius. He made Eddie Murphy a hit. That's how much of a genius it is. Eddie, oh, you think you can sing Eddie? Uh, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll help you write a hit. Rick James wrote that shit like, you know, produced it like in his sleep and made Eddie millions just by doing that. Was he the perfect person? Of course not. That's because last time I checked, there are very few perfect people. But that's what you're supposed to explain. That's how you teach history, you moronic Democrats and Republicans. I love making fun of Democrats and Republicans. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy their stupidity because it's so easy to pick on. Anyway, let's see. We got anybody else? This guy. I don't know who this guy is. This guy's a model. He's 39 today. 
His name is Jason Love. L-U-V. Jason Love. That's freaking awesome. And he's a model. And, you know, I don't know if I would call him a good-looking model, but it's a hell of a name. By the way, Michael C. Hall. Um, what's it called? The, the Killer. What's his name? Um, the One Name uh, Show. Here, I'll just click it so I can cheat. Dexter. I should have remembered. We had a Dex yes, a Dax yesterday winning and shooting uh, out. Huh? L-U-V. Yeah. He's a Miami guy? No shit. Fitness model, exotic dancer, and personal trainer. He's known as I Am Jason Love on Instagram, where he promotes his modeling work. He has gained over 700,000 followers on the, pro, on the platform. Um, in 2020, he promoted men's supplements, uh, Vigor Labs. His real name is Jason Thomas. Okay. That's all it has. Okay. Well, good for him, bro. He's made a name for himself. Big Boy, the rapper, is 49. Uh, let's see. Clark Gable was born on this date in 01. We lost him in 1960. And that is your birthdays. Yes, sir. More on the Jason Love guy here. Okay. There's a YouTube out. Okay. It's called The Surprising Story of Jason Love, Military Sniper Turned Adult Star. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, in 63, let's go with a little music history on February 1st. In 63, 17-year-old by the name of Neil Young performed professionally for the first time ever. The gig took place at a country club in Winnipeg, Canada. In 88, the cars disbanded and broke my heart. I never saw them live. God, sucks. In 92, George Michael and Elton John went to number one with their collaboration of Elton John's song, song that is, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. All proceeds from the single went to the AIDS charity. In 1980, Blondie released Call Me, the main theme of the film, American Gigolo. Uh, in 92, Nirvana's album, Nevermind, returned to the number one spot in the Billboard charts 200 after dropping to number four briefly. In 99, 400 people were injured at Marilyn Manson's concert in Australia when the shock, shock rocker stormed off stage after the crowd and threw bottles at him, one of his guitar tech's treatments for cuts to his head. So there you go. 